hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I'm that other fellow on the other side of the table, Bill Knight. How are you? I'm hanging in there. Uh, well, you know, something happened yesterday that uh, is, shouldn't be a surprise to anybody who listens to our podcast. I mean, we talked about it. We knew it was coming. The January 6th committee, they recommended that, uh, I guess, President Trump be indicted. Yeah, they sent it off to the DOJ, Liz Cheney, clinging to the script that the election yeah. was stolen. But Lizzie, 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 <laughs> thanks to the Twitter dumps, uh, we know it was uh, not stolen. And we actually know that, well, there's a lot of corruption in D.C. And, um, well, you know what? There's That corruption may even include you, Liz. No. Yeah. No. It's just, Lizzie and her family corrupt. Come on. Oh, I mean, man, I'll tell you what. You know, I, I can remember when they were talking about Dick Cheney, uh, people who were more into politics at the time than yours truly. And, mm -hmm. and I would look and see Dick Cheney as a mild, kind of reasonable kind of guy, soft spoken, seemed like everybody's grandpa, Dick Cheney. And I would hear from people saying, don't trust him. He's a warmonger. He hasn't seen a war that he doesn't like. He does his best to uh, to get us into every war he can get us into. And, you know, as I got older and paid more attention, I realized there was some truth in what those people were saying. Yeah, a lot of truth in it. So I I, I can't believe that she, she clung to the story that, uh, you know, the election was stolen because we all know now. It, it well, it was, it was stolen. stolen actually. Yes, <laughs> yeah, it was stolen. But she was part of the group that stole it. You yep. know, technically, you know, because she knew all along what was going on. She knew beforehand, and you know, she hated Trump, and this was just an opportunity. Now, yesterday, the big thing was even the Washington Post said, "Well, the suggestion, the recommendation from the January sixth committee has no." legal power behind it. It's just a recommendation. But you know, these people have a plan on the other side. And this plan right. this plan is to put Donald Trump, I think, they want to put him in jail. They want to ruin him. They want to keep him from being able to run again. Don't you think? Right. Yeah, I, I think so. And uh, you know, they're the Democrats are tiptoeing. They don't want Trump in the arena. Right. But if they would have done anything more than what they did, which they even by doing what they did, they made this whole thing political. It was, you know, uh, they politicized it. Mm -hmm. And it's it's all about uh, maneuvering around and doing their dirty tricks that they've always done. Well, I think that uh, I think that the president and when I say the president, I mean, Donald Trump, I think he expected what happened yesterday to happen. I don't think it was a surprise to him. I mean, he didn't no. come out and make a statement saying, "Oh, I can't believe they did that." What What are they thinking? I, none of that stuff. It was you know, almost almost as if this was to be expected. And look who look look to the people who made this recommendation. They are the real criminals, and they are. I I yeah. think they are. I mean, every single one on that panel, it was a kangaroo court. Mm -hmm. It was staged from the get go. Look at. If you want Donald Trump to be in prison, then you are delighted. But you're also very short-sighted, and you're not really paying attention to what's happening and what's good for our country, in my humble opinion, okay? Uh, I think that uh, 
Donald Trump has done more good for our country than bad by a long shot? I mean, we had no inflation, our borders were secure, we were getting out of unnecessary wars. I don't think he ever got us into a war. No, he didn't. I, I think he's the only president that kept us out of some kind of conflict or war, and that's a pretty big feat in and of itself. Now, there's one other thing that this Congress could do before they go. Uh, because they do have the power to do it by the numbers, and it would create a little bit of a mess that couldn't unravel easily, and that is they can actually sit there and vote amongst themselves to say, well, we've proven in our minds that he his words caused the insurrection. Therefore, uh, they can ban him by the Insurrection Act of the 14th Amendment to say he can never hold public office again. Now, are they doing this based on their feelings? Or are they doing this based on facts? Well, the facts are, if you really look at the facts, he didn't do a damn thing to cause what happened. Okay. Um, I think you're right. And I do think, by the way, that they want this to happen. They want to have this recommendation before the end of the year. I would mm -hmm. not be surprised if they have an emergency session before they end their sessions Mm -hmm. this week and they put this to a vote. Bill, think about this for a second. I think they want us to go into a civil war. Well, think about what they would gain from this. What what do they want to take away? Our guns. Now, if we went into a civil war, would that not give They the want to take away our guns, and they want to keep Trump off the political landscape forever. And they could, they could circle back around the insurrection and say, see, there he goes again. Anything he says after they do that, they can say, there he is inciting again. He can say, this yes. isn't fair. See, he's inciting the base, and now they're out there protesting. You're going to see maybe some stories about some MAGA people who were caught with guns uh, preparing some kind of insurrection. It, it may not be true stories, but you may start hearing these things before the end of the year. Oh, mm-hmm. they were, you know, the uh, police arrested a, a group of uh, MAGA supporters who had been stockpiling weapons in you know, North Dakota, and we're going to attack. No, they will paint a picture, I think, of us as being irrational and being anti-American and ready for battle, so to speak. You know, we have no support on the border right now. Title 42 is about to end, which I think— Yeah, now it was given a a stay of execution, and that was done by uh, John John Roberts Roberts late yesterday— but that's a temporary fix. And, why, can't they, we, why can't they make a determination immediately? It is, a, um, it is illegal and it should stay in place or whatever. You know, I'm, what the president was going to do is illegal and Title 42 for the good of the country should stay in place. Everything's temporary with these people. A temporary yeah, because, stay. Well, it's temporary this, temporary that. Let's make a deal. And that's probably what it gets down to. If it were me, I would have just said, hey, it's illegal. You know what? It stays in place. We'll redo this thing, and that's that. But it didn't happen. You know, it's a temporary stay, and that gives Joe time to dance around. They'll blame everything on it. Where is our our borders are, by the way, uh, Kamala? She has never, as a matter of fact, Karine Jean-Pierre. She can't explain it. She was asked, what has Carmela done that's good for the border since she's been made border czar. And she referred that question to the vice president's office because she couldn't answer it. They say things like the president has been to the border. 
Well, they, they said that for a while, and then finally that didn't hold any more water. So now they're saying, well, the president really has a lot of things to do on his schedule, and for him to squeeze in a trip to the border, you know, when he travels, it's not just him going. It's an entourage of people that go with him, and going to the border as president isn't like getting in your car and just driving down to the border. You're bringing- All right, so let's say you go somewhere, and the border is two miles up the road. Right. It's an inconvenience. Of course. You know, yeah. he is the, he he represents the people of the United States and our interests. Yeah. And but, border is like number 1 or 2 always on the list. Now, I got to ask you though, Bill. This this is something I was thinking about. Are are we being intentionally pushed toward a civil war by some unseen force? Seriously. Well, I, I think we I think they've been pushing for a long time and they don't know they're pushing, but they don't want to be perceived as pushing. But they shove harder every time. They want to make the MAGA side look like the people who want to start the battle, the war. And that's where they're headed with this. And, you know, what what they're doing with Trump and, you know, sending it to the DOJ, and it's, it's almost a, a, a sure thing that uh, Garland is going to act on it this week. And just do it. He's just yeah. going to drop the hammer. Now, if he doesn't, that's a good thing. But, you know, before the end of the year, they're going to drop the hammer. And when they do, you know, I think uh, it's a powder keg. And when I say it's a powder keg, oh. they're lighting matches and throwing it on a spilled over powder keg. It is going to blow. Right. And people are going to be upset. If if people don't get upset, well, thank you for keeping things in, in check. But... Then, with everything that's gone on, and I'm not inciting no. here, but I'm saying with everything well, me, that's gone on, if he, you don't care. If he had 85 or 75 million people vote for him, and 10% of those people got upset to a point where they wanted to uh, take up arms, let's say, mm-hmm. that's 7.5 million people. That's the biggest yeah. army in the planet. Yeah, well, according to Liz Cheney, that uh, Trump only got tens of millions of people, so... Ten million, maybe seven hundred thousand by by she's, that equation. She doesn't know what she's talking. Oh about. no, no, she knows what she's talking about. She's lying through her teeth. Yeah, as all Democrats, and she's not a Republican. She lost by a big percentage. And, she, she supported. Uh, uh, she supported Democratic candidates in the midterms. You know, the best thing that could ever happen when this all goes and is laid to rest. You know that she is. You know she's kicked out the door. You know, and just left on the side of the road like she deserves to be. She's yeah. not a Republican, and I don't think the Democrats really want her. They're using her, and she's definitely not an independent. She is not a patriot, just like her dad's not a patriot. They need to sell their property, get on a boat, and go somewhere else. <laughs> and you don't particularly care where they go in that boat. No, just get off the damn <laughs> island because we don't want you here anymore. <laughs> oh. I think that we're being pushed, whether we know it or not, towards uh, some kind of civil unrest. They want Mm -hmm. that. They really want that. If they didn't want that, they would release the pressure on the valve, but they haven't done that. As a matter of fact, they they tightened the valve and increased the pressure yesterday by sending this indictment to the Justice Department. And like Bill said, probably this week, this clown, this uh, attorney general, Merrick Garland is probably going to uh, indict President Trump. 
Now, think about this. I mean, if you look at the facts, the facts all say Trump did nothing wrong. Nothing. He's, we've got video of him saying, be peaceful, be patriotic. He, we also have a video of him during the upheaval where he said, hey, stop this. Go home. We, want to, we don't want anyone to be hurt. I mean, he says things that you would have expected him to say. And we also found out from Twitter this week that they withheld the distribution of some of those videos during January 6th uh, unrest. Well, they withheld a lot of stuff, and then they bring out things. They're saying that uh, Trump turned off the cameras when he, when he learned that, quote-unquote, there was a riot going on. But he'd asked the question. Actually, they, w- with the way that they said it, yeah. they told on themselves because they said, and further, he asked somebody, hey, did you hear my speech? No. Didn't you hear the message? They shut off everything. The news took over because there's an insurrection going on. So, wait, he did know, but just then he didn't know. So somebody's a liar, and it is that messenger, the news media, and the January 6th committee. And speaking of which, that we just found out, uh, because I think we talked about this before we started recording, but sometimes I get confused. Apparently a month before the Hunter Biden uh, story originally broke, uh, Twitter execs, media execs, and uh, some uh, select journalists, mainstream media, yeah, they all participated in what they called uh, a war game training exercise regarding the potential Hunter Biden leak of data related to his laptop. They, they knew this was coming. They knew all well, this was coming. Right. I mean, they did this a month before the story broke. Yeah. Now, months before they did this training, this what-if scenario, the the story was taking place. Right. And they knew that they were in trouble with that laptop. So they got the media together. They got uh they got everybody they could, their their plants at Meta, their plants at Twitter. And they said, let's do a war game scenario on how we're gonna handle this. So once again, proof that the election was stolen, that our government and social media and the media is corrupt, and that story is out today. What more proof do you need that everything you've been told is a lie? I don't know of any American who doesn't want a secure border. I mean, I've talked to friends who voted for Biden, yet they don't want the border to be as porous as it is right now. So you got to ask yourself, why is our government allowing this to happen? And they're doing this, I think, because they want unrest. Where is this going to lead us if, if, if Title 42 disappears and we have hundreds of thousands of, of illegals storming the border? And that's going to happen. It's going to happen. You're going to see hundreds of thousands of people storming the border. Right now we have tens of thousands on the border. But you're going to see hundreds of thousands of strangers coming across with no consequence, completely overwhelming the Border Patrol. You know, and the other thing that I can't understand is uh, Governor Abbott from Texas has the authority. He has the power to put military on his border and really do something to stop them. But he doesn't. But he doesn't do it. He talks a good game. And he's Republican. He sits there and he doesn't like it. And it's a... He calls it an emergency and uh, mm-hmm. all these wonderful things, but I don't see any National Guardsmen lining the border of Texas and saying, you ain't coming through. 
Well, they're coming through. They're giving sold a bill of goods. They get they get benefits. They get citizenship. They get this. They get that. We say we're bringing them over because we have jobs for them. The jobs that we don't want, you know, to go out and pick grapes and to go out and pick. Uh, That's that ship is left. That ship is sailed. They're coming. Well, they're it, coming after not just that job. They're coming after our benefits bill. Well, yes, they are. But I'm just saying those are the jobs that. So in other words, we're bringing them over like cheap Chinese labor, the 12 cent an hour people. But they're going to be citizens. So they're going to be they're going to be slaves is basically what we're doing. Well, let me tell you something about bringing slaves over. That's going to make for reparations 20 years down the road. Maybe even 10 years down the road. You know, I don't know that what they're doing to this country can be repaired. I'm on uh, your side of the ledger when it comes to that. I agree 100%. I think that if nothing happens very soon to stop this, then we are irreparably damaged. Well, we may already be there because things have been promised to people. And that we have, we have divided uh, our nation into groups, tribes, you know. And the tribes that we have been divided into some have certain more rights than others, and they deserve certain benefits, reparations. And the the tribe that's being discounted, unfortunately, is is the people that they're blaming everything on. Growing up, they say, well, you're a privileged white guy. I got to tell you something. No. I, I got nothing handed to me. Yeah. And there was, it was, and, and to be honest, it was not a privilege growing up white. No. I look around at the landscape right now, and I think, okay, in the last uh, two years, they've done so much damage to our country. I mean, to our morals. They're trying to make the uh, uh, what were what was immoral and obscene the norm now. Things mm-hmm. like uh, the drag queen shows for kids. Uh, I mean, come on, folks, that can never be acceptable in a in a healthy society. It just it cannot be that cannot be accepted that that is by every definition immoral. When you see a grown man dressed in women's clothes flaunting his derriere in front of little two and three year old kids and bouncing around and flashing his crotch and showing fake boobs. By the way, that's true. All of what I just said, mm, that was on that was on Tucker's show last night. A two-year-old's in the audience, and there's this heavy uh, drag queen bouncing around with flabby exposed. They weren't real, but they could have been. They were presented as being real. And I'm thinking, why is our society allowing this to be accepted as normal? Do you know? I mean, what have, where did we go off the rails, and is it ever going to be fixed, or are we going to be stuck like this now forever? Will it only get worse? I mean, will you walk into a doctor's office soon and see porn magazines accepted, like, oh, there's a porn magazine on the counter where it used to be Time Magazine and Newsweek. Will, will it just be no morals anymore? Are we going to be a country of no morals, no values? Well, we're. I would say that we are over the fifty percent mark. Probably about a good seventy or eighty percent there. I'm not a prude, folks. 
you know, I, I worked in radio. <laughs> Enough said. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sex, drugs, rock yeah. and roll. Here we are. But, you know, and it's not like no, that, friends. But it, it isn't. Now, it was never like that for yours, truly. I have to tell you. But I see this evil, and I call it evil because I think that when you take a great country with a great uh, set of values and you corrupt it like it's been corrupted in just two years, it's the devil that does that, okay? In my opinion. Okay, you don't have to believe me. I just believe mm -hmm. that there is a devil, and I believe that he's working overtime right now. And uh, he's having a lot of success in this country. They want, know, to take, the, they want to take us from being exceptional to being an also-ran country. Well, well, we're close to the also-ran. I mean, they're already attacking the—well, they've been attacking the church, and now they're, they're attacking, what, religious conversion? You know, that, that you can't do that. You know, you, you cannot sit there. The preacher, you know, does the invocation at the end of the sermon. You can't do that. You know, yeah. you're converting people to Christianity. You can't do that. Father Frank no. Pavone is a good Catholic priest. I say he's a good priest. He's a good man. He's a yeah. good man. He has been a champion for pro-life. He's been a champion, an outspoken champion of pro-life and when the church leaders have fallen down he's criticized them he right. has he's pointed out their weaknesses and their failures so what did they do yesterday they, they said it was blasphemy yeah that they, what he was they doing. defrocked him i made a mistake yesterday i actually i had read where uh it was more of a technicality but actually no. i think they took away his his uh priestly powers yeah they took it all away and gave him no right to appeal it well the so thing, in other words the thing that gets me is that he said that uh, he heard that from some people, but he hasn't been told directly from the church. They won't. But let me tell you something. Before there were seminary schools and right. you know people teaching the faith and the Word of God, there's this thing called a Bible, yeah, which you can read. And you know many people have tried to interpret it, and I've, I've heard different interpretations, but you will get the gist and the basics of that, of, right. of what's going on there. You don't need a piece of paper to be a preacher or to save souls or to witness. This, you know, this, his defrocking might have been the best thing for his ministry because now he has been separated from the church and the state, and he's just a common man like, Jesus was. He will never change. He'll be as outspoken uh, as ever, and he'll have more followers, and more people will come to his side because they will realize that he's been victimized by the hierarchy of the church, which, by the yeah. way, is another corrupt uh, governmental organization, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, I mean, and I hate, I hate, you know, barking against the church, but um, it is that way, and now he's only got one person to answer to. That's God. That's it. Right. Right, that's so, his, that's his boss. He's got he's and now 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 he's 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 connected directly to the guy at the top. And the thing, and that, what you said, is, the church. what you said is so interesting. They they didn't even give him a give him a chance to appeal. The guy has only done good stuff. He wasn't caught in a sex ring or a sex thing. Which, by the way, there are some priests who've been pedophile priests who've been instead of being defrocked, were moved to other parishes by their bishops and by the hierarchy. Don't make an issue out of it. Just move them to, you know, St. Peter's down the street. They'll never know. 
That's what they did, okay? In the meantime, Father Pavone has been a good priest, a good man, a good Christian, and they punished him as bad as they could. It's despicable. Yeah. No, it is despicable. And, you know, when I read the story yesterday, I was going, this is just wrong. Yeah. It, and even if you're not a, a quote-unquote religious person, right? Uh, if, you, if you have any moral compass and have any sense of value, you know it was wrong. And, and and that's all there is to it. The church is defrocking good priests. We have mm-hmm. drag shows being accepted uh, by mainstream society. Places like your public library are allowing them to come in and perform in their library. Think about that for a second. When I was a kid, you had to talk in a whisper. Ne- never mind. You couldn't have a drag queen come into a library. Holy smoke. Oh, no, no, they no, no, call no. the police. It gets worse. You know, we had uh, we had 10 transgender dr- judges introduced to the Supreme Court so they can get what? the lay of the land. Yeah. Transgender judges. Oh, they know? must have had some really fancy robes. Go ahead. Well, no, I'm just saying, you know, w- where this goes, I don't know. But we're taking this and I have, you know, I'm not going to say anything or cast an opinion on some guy that wants to pretend he's. A woman and some woman that wants to pretend she's a man. That's your business. You're an adult. That's your business. But now, if you're trying to infiltrate the court system so you can bend laws, shape things, and reshape things and distort yeah. reality by you getting a position of power, like, well, this is the norm. And you were not born a man, and I wasn't born a woman. Really? And then, then you're born a moron, I guess, if that's what you believe. You have transgender judges. You have a, a retired Army colonel dressing up in his full-dress uh, uniform and then putting on a pup mask. That's right, a pup, a dog mask. Full, a full head mask you put on has the, the ears, kind of looks like a Doberman, and he's looking at the camera in his full uniform you know, like a Doberman. Apparently, it's a, there's a pup fetish. We're living in an environment where some of these people think it's okay. That's okay. Mm-hmm. This is a guy who was a colonel. You would think the, the last thing on his mind would be to sully his reputation like that, that it was, that it was okay to dress up in a pup mask. Well, I, uh, I don't know where the country is going right now. I, the hell in a handbasket. We have, like we said before, we have uh, good people uh, getting punished for nothing. We have a president who was maybe the best president in our history, whether you like him or not. If you look at the facts, just the facts will tell you that that President Trump, what might have been the most successful president in decades. I mean, he he just had victory after victory, and this is while he was being attacked by by deep state Washington. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if they just let him alone? If they just let him alone to be successful, how much more he could have done for our country? Well, yeah, and uh, he slipped through the cracks on the deep state. Uh, they didn't expect him to win. They thought Hillary was going to win. But it makes me question how many presidents in the past have we, the people, actually voted for? Oh, Bill? I think going back to 1960, at least, there's been so interference. It, it has been a sham the entire time. 
I hope that somebody on our side is going to do something positive and, and help to get the, the ship back on course. But I, and I keep thinking to myself, oh, it's got to be any day now. It's got to be any day now. Someone's got to do something. I mean, we're, we're going full speed right into the brick wall. Somebody has to grab the wheel. I mean, we can't let these people drive us into that wall, can we? But well, every day we get closer. I, I, think, I, I think America is going to Thelma and Louise it and go right off the cliff. Oh, my gosh. That's depressing. Yeah. Now, I, 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 I look at President Trump and I keep thinking, eh, he's too smart to, to let this happen. He's got to know that if he thinks he was the president, there has to be a lot of people out there who agree with him, and he has to have the facts. He did say... We caught them all. We have it all. We caught them all. Which is why they raided Mar-a-Lago, and they've been trying to get in there to see what he's got and where he's got it, and he's not going to tell you. Now, but but you if, think you, of, if you have it all, Bill, when are you going to use that to rectify the problem? By the way, he, he'll never be elected president again if he just tries to do it the old-fashioned way. Well, yeah, the, the the debate is, will he ever be president again? Uh, but right now, you know, I got a lot of questions and maybe off the off the the rail a little bit. But you got to sit there and go, he's always in the news. He's doing stuff, innovative stuff to keep his name out there and the cameras on him. And I think the reason for that is, you know, he stepped into something when he stepped into the presidency that. He never expected. He knew it was bad, but I got to sit there and wonder if he wakes up in the morning, boy, good going, boy, what did I get myself into? Going back, he might have never done it, said, you know what, let him go, let that hey, boat sink. All he had to do when he, quote, lost the election is say, I'm done. And I think, yeah. that, I think a, lot of, a lot of the attacks would have, would have faded away if, but if now, he faded away. But now I, I think he wanted to do something good, but that, you know, sometimes you sit there, you want to do something good. And then all of a sudden you realize you, you knock down a hornet's nest. And how do I get away from all these stinging hornets? Because they're all over. It was a big nest and well, the way they want to sting him, they he, want to kill him. Yeah. But his answer is run toward the nest. Whereas well, other people would have, you know, run away from the hornet's nest or run into the water or do something to get away from the hornets. Well, the hornets also know that they can't be seen doing something to him like killing him, which, you know, he has not spent one minute out of the news cycle. And as long as that's going on, he's actually more protected than any security regime that could be out there. They get this guy alone for 10 minutes. But they've already... They're, have you ever heard that there have been people who have said he's actually been attacked? There have been, yeah. there have been assassination attempts on him that we have never heard about. And, they're, and now they're trying to pull some of that security from him and take away because they realize if the cameras aren't there, the security's not there, this guy is vulnerable. And, you know, there's one name that comes to mind that, you know, if you do something against them, Bad things happen to you, the mob. and it's not a, huh? The mob. Well, yeah, the mob. But who would be one person that epitomizes the mob? That just one person, you know. And uh, 
You know, Who'd some of their dirty it? deeds date back to uh, Richard Nixon. Oh, I believe Hillary had something to do with it, didn't oh, she? Oh, yeah. yes, yes, yes. And then now you start getting into the Whitewater, the Rose Law Firm, everything that, uh, you know, and the, the Vince Foster. And, you know, all of a sudden you get this laundry list of people that have just died because they got on Hillary's hit list. Do you not think that Trump is not on her hit list? I th- I do. I I cannot believe that she still has influence, but yet she does. She is a sinister character on the uh, yeah. political landscape. A lot I can't believe anybody would be a supporter of her. There are there are some women out there who like Hillary because she's female. And well, oh, that's it's exactly about, it. I, it's about I know time people. we have a woman in that office. That's not the woman that we should have in that office. Right. Well, see, Hillary plays the woman card. But let me tell you something. She's not a woman. She's not a man, but she's probably more men than a lot of men are. Yeah. You know, she is just an evil entity. That's the best way I can describe her. You know, we talked about uh, the government and it's weaseling in, into uh, different organizations. Uh, Tucker Carlson did a feature a couple of days ago about how the FBI used mm-hmm. Twitter as a subsidiary of its own, its own bureau. It right. was like Twitter was a branch of the of the FBI. Listen. Let's say you were trying to staff a social media site. Who would you hire? Well, obviously, since it's a tech business, you would hire tech people, coders, software engineers to keep the place running. Then you'd hire an administrative staff because you had to, some lawyers, a caterer, a flack or two, maybe an interior decorator if you wanted HQ to look good. But how many spies would you hire? Well, probably none. Spies have nothing to do with the mission of a social media company. They would not be needed, and you wouldn't hire any opera singers either. Yet, for some reason, Twitter seems to need an awful lot of spies. The upper ranks of Twitter, we now know, were absolutely loaded with people who once did intel work for government agencies. At least 15 of these people, and possibly many more. Most of them were hired in the wake of Donald Trump's election. Now, what were these people doing all day at what was supposedly a social media company? Well, that's the question, isn't it? We know that James Baker, who came from the FBI, has been accused of secretly censoring incriminating internal files before Elon Musk could release them to the public. Baker was fired for that, so that's some of what James Baker was doing at Twitter. But how about Charles Smith of Twitter's Trust and Safety Department? Smith joined Twitter after working at U.S. Cyber Command. Hmm. Or how about Jeff Tokodger, formerly a director of Naval Counterintelligence? What was he doing? Or Kevin Michalina, or Doug Hunt, or Mark Jaruzewski or Douglas Turner, or Karen Walsh, Russell Handar, Vincent Lucera. All of these people once worked for the FBI as well. Their colleague Jeff Carlton came from the CIA. Patrick Conlon once worked at the NSA, and so on. And it wasn't just American intel officers who found a home at Twitter. The company hired foreign spies too. In January, Peter Zatko was fired from his position as Twitter's head of security. Reportedly, Zatko lost his job because he complained about the level of control that foreign intelligence agencies had over virtually all of Twitter's operations. According to Zatko, there were operatives on Twitter's payroll from other governments, including China and India, and they had access to private user data. And those are just the details that we know about. Elon Musk was asked recently how many former FBI agents are currently employed by Twitter, but he wouldn't say. It's all pretty weird. Could it be? that while the rest of us imagined that Twitter was a social media site, a place to vent about politics and sports and the Kardashians, could it be that Twitter was actually, maybe primarily, 
a propaganda tool, an intelligence gathering apparatus for a variety of intel agencies. Well, yes, that's possible. And you can see why various governments would want access to the information that Twitter had. Keep in mind that Twitter's direct message to DM feature functioned for many years as a kind of private text app for some of the world's most prominent people. So if you want to know what high government officials really thought, or if you want to know what well-informed sources were telling reporters off the record, you would want to see those messages. Did Twitter executives ever share those DMs, those private messages, with anyone outside the company without a warrant? We strongly suspect that they did. The proof, of course, resides on Twitter's servers, along with a lot else. Think about it. If Twitter has been functioning as an arm of government intel agencies, and clearly it has been, then its internal documents will contain information about all kinds of things, not just about the silencing of Donald Trump, not just about Tony Fauci's buffoonish lies about the COVID shot. No, information about big history-shaping events, the sabotage of Nord Stream 2, for example, the supposed poison gas attacks in Syria, both of them, the imprisonment of Julian Assange, why is he there? The theft of incriminating emails from the DNC, what was that story? The motive behind the Russian invasion of Ukraine, and much, much more. In other words, Elon Musk now has control of the most significant trove of secret information ever to reside in private hands. So far, we have not seen much of it, and you have to wonder why we haven't. Let's hope that we do. So what do you think, Bill, after you hear that? Well, I mean, it, it dots the I's and uh, crosses the T's of everything that we now know about Twitter. It's a government agency, or it's an infiltrated government agency now. So yeah. there you go. Is there anything that uh, we've we've been told by our government in the last uh, couple of years, or maybe the last couple of decades, that's truly honest? No. As a matter of fact, now you got to sit there and go back and say, uh, what you got to review what we've been told and decipher uh, what is truth and what is fiction. And there's more fiction than truth out there. And we're not the government that we purport to be. Wow. And where, and where does this go? Is there any relief in sight? Do we have anybody who's going to uh, come to our rescue? Or are we just, like we said a little while ago, headed towards that cliff, uh, like in Thelma and Louise? Are we just going to go over the edge? Are we done? Are we on the no, ride? we're not the done final ride. Let, well, it could be the final ride, but it's it's up to us. People like us created this great country, and it's people like us that can save this country, or just let it fade away into the history books and probably be subtracted from the history books because the deep state or the powers that be that are controlling things now. They don't want any recollection of what we were and should be. They you know, want it erased. 150 years ago, we had a civil war, and it was a primitive kind of an environment. It was a primitive kind of a war. Uh, most soldiers carried rifles that fired a single shot that you mm -hmm. had to keep uh, loading after each uh, after each, each discharge. You had to drop the powder in, drop the shell in, prime it and all that stuff, and then fire it. Maybe if you were good, you might get three shots off in a in a minute. That's a pretty fast-moving guy. Mm -hmm. We still lost a total of 650,000 people in that civil war. And I'm thinking to myself, if we have a civil war today in this country, how many more people are we going to lose? How many 
I mean, it'll be, it'll be multiples of 650,000 if we would have a civil war now. The guns fire 20 rounds in 1.3 seconds. No priming, just jam the clip in and fire. I mean, is a civil war even uh, a possibility? And if it is, should it be? Thousands of, of innocent lives will be lost. And can we win? I mean, I don't, when I say win, can the people, can good versus evil, can, can good win in a situation like that nowadays? Well, I think it's all on a timetable, really. And uh, yes, we could win right now. You really think I'm so? Not, I, I think that there's, if enough people got mad as hell and said, I'm not going to take it anymore, and they do something about it, they could. But there are too many things going on. I mean, we face, they say we face a world of overpopulation, not enough food, although I think that they are doing everything they can to get rid of our food. There's There's been warehouses that have gone up in flames for no reason at all. Oh, my gosh. It just happened uh, uh, again. Uh, was it uh, this weekend? Mm -hmm. uh, a, a grain silo caught fire and uh, destroyed, I mean, one of the largest grain silos in the country. Uh, we have uh, threats on our power grids right now. Right. Uh, there are a lot of things happening that we're we're being told. All right, it's nothing to really see here. Just keep just keep moving right. along, you know. But but it's happening. It's life threatening. But then again, too, they've realized that they they want to control the people, but they they don't really have total control of the people. And the only way that you can do that. Well, number one, they created a virus. We know that the virus was not, you know, it, it didn't it didn't happen by itself. It was created in a lab. It was launched. It was used to keep people at home, and uh, it's it's changed it's changed the way that we do business. It's changed the landscape, but still, it is not enough control. And you were talking about it. It was something I read about too a while back. Uh, there's different ways to do it. But they're talking about the chip that goes in the brain because they can control the brain. But let me just add that that fire that happened last night at yeah. the uh, at the grain elevator in Hemlock, Michigan. Did you see it on the six o'clock news? Oh no, no, no! But have you seen any of the other stories? We have. I have a, a list here: seven hundred and fifty worldwide food processing or food related processing plants have been destroyed in the past year in the world. I'm, I'm not talking about little mom-and-pop stores. I'm talking about these massive food processing plants that have gone up in smoke. You know, and they, they, start, they try to say, well, it's a coincidence. Is oh, yeah, it? there was even a, a conspiracy thing out there saying, oh, people are, are blowing up plants that Bill Gates owns. No, actually, that's fake news. He doesn't own, from what I understand, any of these that have gone up in flames. But... He does have money invested in synthetic beef. Yeah, you know, down in the Carolinas, they're, they've got a plant down there. Uh, it's not cloned beef; it's synthetic. It's 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 to replace the real thing. My point is, though, you get you you put all this stuff together, and and, and then you know, there's the chip that they want to get into you. Bill Gates does, This too. is interesting. Uh, Elon Musk, uh, he's kind of a hero nowadays to people on the right, but, y you know, we don't know the whole story on Elon either. I like I mm -hmm. like him. I do like him, but uh, he seems like an honest kind of guy, but we don't know these people. You no. know, when, when a guy grows and 
to be such a wealthy guy, uh, he's got a lot of backstory that we don't know about, okay? I'll just leave it at that. But uh, just weeks after Elon Musk, co-founder of uh, Neuralink, announced that the company is just six months away from implanting brain-computer interfaces in human beings, both Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos invested a hefty sum into Synchron, a brain-computing interface company. They want to get into your head. Yeah, now, the Elon Musk thing is basically for things like, from what I understand, Parkinson's disease and things yeah. like that, where they can help you out. People that have um, you know, a quadriplegic, you know, the, right. it, it can help you to get those sure. motor functions Cerebral going. Cerebral palsy, things like that. Yeah, Right. Uh, somebody I worked with, uh, you know, posted a picture of herself. Uh, on Facebook, and she got, I forget what it is, ALS or whatever it is, but she's in, confined to a wheelchair. She has no, you know, she can't motor, control motor anything. Functions, yeah. Right. A beautiful lady and uh, was a great news person, but now that's the way it is. Her dad was a federal judge, but I digress. But going to the Bill Gates thing and the, uh, the Bezos thing, that chip is a little bit different because when it gets into implanted into you, uh, they'll tell you all the good that it can do. But now they'll know what you're thinking, what you're doing. They can program what you're thinking. Can they shut you and, off? Well, I was just going to say, <laughs> they can turn you off. So let's just sit there and go, you know, I'm healthy. I've I've done my productive years, and now I've earned this retirement. I'm going to go travel. Yeah. Well, how, many, how many things start out with uh, a great story like... Oh, it'll help people who have health issues. It'll help mm. the paralyzed. It'll help people with uh, Parkinson's disease. It'll be so beneficial to man. But once they get in your head, friends, once they get it in your brain, once you're connected to a computer somewhere, what can what else can they do? Can they can they make a good person a bad person? Could they make you, for example, a hitman? Could they make you a suicide bomber? Could right. they could they say okay? Uh, you know, Jim, look at Jim's an older guy now. He doesn't, he's had a good time on this planet. Uh, why don't we just strap a, a belt on the guy and he can go in the middle of that group over there and, and we'll blow him up. I mean, we'll tell him to blow himself up R really. Hey. And then people will say, oh, I never expected him to do something like that. He, he never showed any signs. He was always such a good guy. Maybe it's because somebody's programming the guy. Well, I was just going to say, maybe they can't have total mind control as of yet, but what they could do is implant thoughts in your mind. They could control elections that way. They can control your religious status that way, uh, what you think and what you do. And yeah, they could convert you to a, a killer. This is just the beginning, friends, just the beginning. And, you know, Elon Musk, you have to applaud him for the things he's done in his life. I mean, he's done magical things in space. I think he's done more for the space industry in what the 10 years he's been involved with it. Yeah. than the NASA did in some, you know, 50 years. I mean, NASA did a lot of great things, but we would send up a, a, a ship into space and then it was gone. That was it. One shot. That's it. It's a wrap. It comes back and can't use it again. Elon you know, Musk, he builds a, a ship and it comes back. He, he dusts it off, puts some more fuel in it, and they they use it, it next month. Again. Yeah, You know, uh, William Shatner, obviously, he, he flew in Bezos' rocket. And, you know, 
He right. embellished the, the dreams of uh, many people. I, we're Star Trekkies. We look to the heavens. We look to the skies. We wonder what's out there. Yeah. It's the final frontier. And he goes, and he just said this in an interview, I think last week. He goes, you know, I wish I never went on that flight. Because he goes, I got up there and I was, he goes, I didn't feel connected to anything further out there. It was darkness. It was void. It is not the final final frontier. But he right. looked back at Earth and he goes, our final frontier is right there on our own planet. Yeah. In he, other words. He came back and they showed him. He was almost in tears. He he seemed so emotionally spent after that short trip. I think it was only about, what, 15 minutes, 10 minutes in space? Total, yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah, he had fun up there, but then he goes, in reflection, yeah, it was not what he expected. And he came back. And I'm sitting there going, it was, it was if, if you get a chance, look it up, because what he said. And, yeah, I mean, you could take, oh, there's climate change and all that stuff, but I don't think that's really what he was saying no. at all. Uh, yeah, we do have to take care of our, we got to keep our property clean here, planet earth. Yes. But, um, you know, we're looking, we're looking in places that we shouldn't look. We got our own mess right here at home to clean up. And until we get it right here, forget about up there. Yeah. Well, um, they want to go to Mars. They want to go to, uh, the others, the dark side of the moon. Some people say we're already there and and we just haven't told anybody. Are we there or is somebody else there? Well, it could be China. could be China could that's be. there. Or it could be an alien fo- an alien force. Well, you know, uh, they did do, you know, they release a lot of things strategically. They did yeah. all the releases, you know, for the longest time. Eh, it was weather, balloons, and Roswell. Turns out in Ohio at an Air Force base there, they actually released and showed the documents we have three alien bodies on ice. Have you seen the footage of uh, video footage of the surface of the moon, and you can see what looks like uh, some kind of aircraft taking off? Mm-hmm. You know, some kind. They you can see it. It's it, it was released by NASA, and uh, you got to wonder, folks. Well, I got a question for yeah. you: Is there gravity on the moon? Well, they they have some kind of gravity, but it's not the gravity we have here. Okay, so let's say you walk outside, you lose your step. Oh, you bounce. You fall down to yeah. You it's fall like, down. It's to like the bouncing ground. in slow motion. You know. Boom. Okay. There was the guy, the the last guy to walk in the moon. You know, they had the flag there, and he was holding on to the pole. Right. And then he lost his footing. Now he fell down. Did he float down? Did he slowly go down and bounce up slowly? You know, kind of yeah. like what you see, like when they're running, they're like sure, yeah, bouncing. No, he thumped and hit hard, and that well, that says piece, it was staged. That piece of video right there took away thirty, forty, fifty years of me believing that we actually landed on the moon, and made me go, "We faked it." I uh, point you and to it, a to a Peter Heim movie called Capricorn One back in 1975 or 76 about a staged moon landing. 
I'll leave it at that. Uh, yeah. Is that a possibility? Look at folks. We were told one thing about the Kennedy assassination for 60 years, and now we're finding out that maybe what we were told wasn't the truth. Well, you know, he he's the one that said we will get into this space race and we will win it. Yeah. Uh, but then he didn't get to fulfill that dream, so somebody else did. And who's to say we didn't fake it? Let's Let's look at it this way. We shoot a rocket up. And we lose all the parts to it except for the the capsule. And the capsule can't come down and land on the ground. Well, Elon Musk, his capsule can. Yeah. Uh, the Soviets can do it, although they've had some blow up. But either way, they got it down. Even uh, Bezos got it down. But the United States and NASA, with all of our money and all of our skills and all of our knowledge... We have to pick the biggest target that we can hit to land water. and hope water, <laughs> yeah. the ocean. Yeah. And they just they just sent a a rocket up to go around the moon and come back and drop the capsule just as a practice. I'm like going, wait, we're going back to fifty year old technology, science and yeah. theory and technology. That means to me or says to me that we got a long way to go, and we didn't do it right the last time. And it was probably a lie, just like the election was. One more quick thing uh, before we wrap this show up. Uh, President Zelensky's wife was in Paris uh, the past few days. Uh, she was there asking for more money and support for the Ukraine to to help get them through the winter. They got, uh, I believe, $1.1 billion in emergency aid, which uh, I think was a successful trip. Then she went out and did forty thousand dollars worth of uh, personal Christmas shopping. Mm. Forty grand. They're gonna have a nice Christmas at the Zelensky house. You know, I mean, there'll be some people. Hey, you know be- what? And uh, they didn't say thank you uh, for uh, the money that you sent them, but uh, I'm sure they. Uh, how I'm do you sure say they, thank you in Russian? I have no idea, or Ukrainian for that matter. Or Ukrainian? Uh, yeah. Knit you? I, I have know. no. I have no idea. That being said, I know how to say goodbye in English. Because this program, my friend, is just about done. You can contact us at 833-538-7868. 833-538-7868. By the way, before I forget, for the Happy for the third time. Anniversary yeah, exactly. To us. Yeah, yeah. The our anniversary was the sixteenth, and we forgot about it. Like two old guys. And then the hey, se- forget about and it. And then, hey, then on the nineteenth, our next show. We were promising ourselves over the, over the weekend, hey, we won't forget it on Monday. And what do we do? We forgot it on Monday, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, we didn't even get a cake and put a yeah. candle in it or nothing. I know. But and they, nobody they, sent us a card. Yeah. You oh, know, forget or, the card. Send money. <laughs> oh, yeah. And well, you send it before it's no longer useful because Joe Biden wants to do away with that, you know. That's true. Uh, Give us some crypto. If you wonder, is, is, we're a year old. We've been doing this for a year, hundreds of shows in the can, and we keep going on. And we thank you very much for uh, spreading the word because we're growing every day. Also, yeah, we have like a new a streaming Timex network. Watch. Yeah, we're, we're like, like a, a Timex watch. You know, we're cheap, but we keep on ticking. Take a lick in and keep on ticking. We also uh, we have crnamerica.com, our new streaming site, and mm-hmm. uh, you should check it out if you haven't already. Just go to crnamerica, all one word dot com 
and then click the play button, and all of a sudden it's like a radio. Holy smokes, there we go. Holy are. wow, and there's apps and everything you can look up for it. By the way, you can send us mail. Mail at itsanotherday.com or mail at crnamerica.com. Wonderful, wonderful. Have a wonderful day, my friend, and we'll uh, we'll do it again tomorrow. A lot of things could happen. could be a busy day. It's a Tuesday. Uh, it's going to be a busy week, the busy end of the year. We know that big things are happening, but nobody told us exactly the hour of the day. Well, no, nobody told him, but they did call me. Oh, they did? Yes. I'm always out of the loop. That's just the way it is. Nobody loves me. <laughs> the Voice of Freedom, CRN America.